Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast, a show created to be your go-to source for straightforward retirement advice. Best of all, it is presented in a language that you can understand. Are you ready for some straight talk on retirement planning without all the fluff? Well, you found the right podcast. Here's your host, certified financial planner, Greg Gonzalez. Hey, welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. It's December of 2022. We're kind of wrapping up the year here. I want to wish everybody happy holidays. Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. It's a great time of the year to kind of reflect back, look back on all of our successes in 2022 and really start planning ahead for 2023. Many of the listeners know that I'm big on setting goals. And there's a lot of studies that show that goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, and have a time frame around them, you're most likely to achieve those goals. Versus if you said, I'd like to retire in a few years. I can't tell you how many times I hear people tell me, yeah, I'd really like to retire in a couple of years. Well, does a couple of years mean two years? Does it mean six years? And you might say, well, six years, that's a few years. But when I say a couple years, I mean two to four years. So let me give you a better way of setting a goal. Saying, okay, I want to retire in the spring of 2024. In fact, I want to retire in April. Because in April of 2024, I will be 63 and a half. And that's the age that I can be eligible for 18 months of COBRA for health insurance through my employer. And that'll get me to age 65. And then I'll be able to jump on Medicare. And my goal is to be able to retire in April of 2024 at 63 and a half. My goal is to save 15% of my income for retirement in a Roth 401k and a Roth IRA until that time. And my goal is to have $1.4 million in my collective retirement accounts by that time of April 2024. Additionally, I want to have my house paid off by the end of next year, by the end of 2023. I have $25,000 left on my mortgage, and I want that paid off within the next year, by the end of 2023. And with a paid off mortgage, starting in April of 2024, when I retire, my monthly expenses will be $5,500 per month. Do you see how specific and clear these goals are for this person, this, this make-believe person that I'm talking about? So the more clear you can get with your goals, the better your odds of achieving them because you're able to put together a plan of action that's very, very detailed and specific to accomplishing those goals. One story or study that is all over the internet was a study of Harvard MBA graduating students. This was back in the 70s. And they asked them, do you have clear written goals for the future with plans on how you're going to accomplish them? And only 3% of the, the students, the, the MBA graduating students at Harvard, had goals that were written down and plans to accomplish those goals. 3% of these MBA graduates. 13% had goals, but they weren't in writing. And the rest of the students didn't have goals and didn't have a plan to achieve them at all. And what's so fascinating about the 3%, so they looked at these Harvard MBA graduates 10 years later, they came back to them 
And they, they did a survey of all these graduating students. Now they're 10 years into the workforce. And they found that that 3% of MBA students from Harvard that had written goals with plans to achieve them, only 3%. And those 3% of MBA graduates from Harvard were making 10 times as much money as the other 97% of the students. You can look this study up online. It's fascinating. And there was one other story that I absolutely love along the same lines. It was at Olympic trials. And they were talking to all these people competing, trying to make the Olympics for this country. And they asked them a series of questions. And they said, well, who has goals? And nearly all of the athletes, you know, raised their hand. They said, who looks at their goals on a daily basis? And about a dozen people raised their hand. The last question was, who has their goals written down with them here today? A handful of people raised their hand. And no surprise, those are the ones that made the Olympic team. So write down your goals, whether they're retirement goals, personal goals, spiritual goals, family goals, business, career goals, whatever they are. Maybe they're health goals. Write them down and review them regularly. On today's episode, I wanted to talk about how your portfolio may change over the years. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that we try to plan for a 30-year retirement. If you're interested in how I come up with the 30-year retirement, you can check out my episode in the show notes with an episode that's a favorite of all time. It's called The Retirement Story Everyone Needs to Hear. Pretty insightful. And if you're curious why I use a 30-year retirement assumption, that episode will tell you everything you need to know. So before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to remind listeners, I do have a website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. That is how you get a hold of me. That is how you send me your questions, how you set up your 30-minute retirement coaching call. If you're interested in that, just go to my website. There are some plenty of free resources underneath the resources tab. You can download and enjoy, and they're there to help you with your own retirement planning. I really, really enjoy interacting with all of our podcast listeners. Some have even decided to hire me as their personal retirement planner, and it's been a lot of fun working with them. It's been a lot of fun hosting these 30-minute retirement coaching calls. That was something new I started in this year in 2022. We're going to continue that into 2023. So I have received this question a lot, not only from clients, but from podcast listeners about setting up a portfolio, an investment portfolio, when somebody's getting ready to retire, and then kind of putting that on autopilot. And for me, is not a very good plan. And there used to be this cooker, it was on TV, it was like a rotisserie cooker for chickens and things like that. And my mom bought one like 20 years ago. And, and their catchphrase was just set it and forget it. It was like a crock pot, but it was really like this little oven with a glass door where you could cook like a rotisserie chicken or something like that. And the idea was, hey, just put it away and walk away. It'll do its own cooking and you don't have to check on it or, or do anything else. But with an investment portfolio in retirement, you're talking about 30 years in the idea that you're going to construct a portfolio as you're going into retirement and never touch it for 30 years, I don't believe in, in that idea. And here's why. 
because things are going to change in the next 30 years. In, in that 30-year retirement, you're going to have tax law changes. Look at right now with interest rates going through the roof and how that impacts fixed income investments. Your income needs in retirement may change. Either you're taking more money out of your retirement nest egg, or it turns out we're not spending as much, or maybe maybe we're taking out more income in the early years of retirement, and therefore we were enabling our social security benefits to grow during that time and delay. So we're taking out less income out of our retirement nest egg in future years, whereas we're taking more income in the first few years starting out in retirement. And your goals may change like so many people. And how you design a portfolio, in my opinion, should be based on a lot of different factors. But one of those most important factors is the goals that it's that they're built on. The reason why we invest the way we do is because we're trying to fulfill those goals and achieve those goals. For example, your charitable goals may increase throughout retirement, and therefore how you invest your retirement portfolio might need to adjust. Maybe you're incorporating like a donor advised fund or something like that. And another thing is your risk tolerance for most people tends to go down the older they get. Generally speaking, as people get older, they make their decisions more based on emotion or what feels good. So when I'm thinking of risk tolerance, the amount of, I guess, their appetite for risk, if you will, tends to go down, especially someone retiring at 62 will, I I think we can all agree, probably be willing to take more risk than someone who's 82. The older we get, the less risk most people want to take. So therefore, their portfolio tends to change and become more conservative. Now, for some people, that might not be the case. But the way I look at an investment portfolio, like, and by that, I mean all your retirement accounts and how they're positioned to help you accomplish your goals. And for a lot of people, their retirement accounts, the sole purpose of their retirement accounts, it's either one of two things. Number one, it's for legacy. It's leaving a legacy for their their children, their loved ones, or it's helping fund their retirement years and helping pay for the retirement that they plan on, that they desire. So if our plan is, okay, we're going to do more and more traveling in the first, let's say, 10 years of retirement, those are the go-go years, then we're going to need more income from our retirement nest egg in those first 10 years. And we need to have a portfolio that's maybe geared for more distributions in those first 10 years. And therefore, it's going to have to be focused more on income, producing income in those first 10 years when we're doing most of our traveling and our health is the best and and we're really able to enjoy that retirement that we dreamed of. Whereas maybe when you're 20 years into retirement and you're 82, maybe you're not going to be doing as much traveling and you're not going to be so focused on a lot of income from your retirement nest egg. Because maybe by that point, your traveling budget is is next to nothing. You're just happy kind of sticking around and more of a homebody and, and don't enjoy traveling because you're 82. So like I said, like I've had a lot of discussions, not only with clients, but also podcast listeners. And and just the, the idea that you're, you're not going to need to make any changes with how your investments are positioned for the next 30 years throughout retirement. 
I just think is not a wise thinking. In my opinion, you're going to need to make adjustments regularly throughout the years. It's kind of like maintaining a car. You can't just buy a car and never change the oil, never rotate the tires, never check the fluid levels, never replace the brakes or anything like that. There's some maintenance that needs to be done, and and probably you're not going to keep the same car for 30 years. You might, but probably not. So the work is not done. Once you retire, unfortunately, the the work is not done. Changes are going to need to be made because our lives evolve over time. They change over time. Our goals change. And it's our job to adapt to these changes. As our life evolves, we've got to pivot. I'll give you a perfect example. When you inherited mom or dad's IRA prior to January 1st, 2020, you were required to take distributions out, required minimum distributions out of mom or dad's IRA on an annual basis for the rest of your life. They called that a stretch IRA. Whenever you inherited mom or dad's IRA, you had a mandatory distribution that you had to take out every single year. Well, the law changed with the Secure Act 1.0. Now, when you inherit mom or dad's IRA after January 1st, 2020, now you have 10 years to get the money out of the IRA and pay the taxes. This was absolutely monumental. And and I'm actually surprised this this bill passed the way it did. And now they're working on the Secure Act 2.0. They were saying it was going to be passed by the end of this year. We'll see. I'm not confident at this point. I am confident, however, that there will be new laws. There will be changes that are thrown our way. One of them, changes to Social Security. They are inevitable, and we're just going to have to kind of pivot and adapt to those changes and adjust our retirement plans accordingly. That's all you can do. Have you ever walked into you know one of these houses that was just outdated Maybe you're looking at this home and and looking at the style. Maybe it's just the carpet that just looks like it was from the 80s. Maybe it's the bathrooms that just like look like they're from the 80s and just way outdated. A lot of times it's the kitchen that will tell you whether there have been updates to the home or not. But walking into this home that I'm describing is like walking back 30 or 40 years in time and you're looking at it like, wow, they have not made any changes or updates to this home in 30 or 40 years. And if you were interested in buying the home, you might be thinking to yourself, gosh, we're going to need to update the bathrooms, the kitchen, you know, the laundry room. And what are all these updates going to cost you? You need to factor that into your, your purchase decision. And there's a lot of these outdated homes that maybe don't sell because the the prospective buyers are just thinking, wow, just the updates alone are going to cost a fortune. I remember looking at a home, this was several years ago, but it had so many different things. One of them was a spiral staircase going upstairs. I know you don't see those too often anymore. It was a nice home, but it was, even the appliances were, were very, very outdated. I mean, we're, we're talking 30 years. And on an older home like that, my mind is thinking, okay, if if updates and renovations are not being done to the home, improvements, the home is becoming outdated and less valuable, right? And it makes me think that maybe it's just not being maintained like the way it should be. You know, are, are they doing termite inspections? Are they doing any kind of regular maintenance to the home 
as things fade and fall apart over time, they need replaced and updates and changes. It's the same thing on your vehicle. I know I had mentioned that uh, previously in this episode, so hopefully this episode has been helpful, has got you thinking of, of what changes to your investment portfolio might need to be made throughout the years in retirement. And just like that home that I was describing, your investment portfolio can become outdated in a 30-year, that's a three-decade time frame. So yes, it's going to make sense to make some changes, to make modifications, make improvements along the way as your needs change, as your goals change, as your life evolves, as tax rules and laws change over the years. Yes, we're going to need to make adjustments. But if it were as simple as giving somebody a recipe, every person, if I believed in cookie cutter advice where somebody could go into retirement and everybody could go into retirement with a secret recipe for their investments, and I ignored their personalized goals and everything they were trying to accomplish, and if I really believed in a a cookie-cutter approach that would not need to be changed in 30 years, number one, I don't think people would believe me because I I don't believe it myself, but number two, I I just think it's, it's very, very naive. But if I thought it would work, believe me, I would share this recipe with you and give you this sample portfolio, but I I don't believe in that. And I want to recommend what's right for you so you can have the best outcome in retirement. So my best recommendation is don't try to take a one-size-fits-all approach and put the time in and make the necessary changes as time goes on, as your life evolves. I hope this episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast has been helpful. Check out my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. I'll see you next week. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The Smart Vester program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor Smart Vester are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member of FINRA, SIPC. Thank you for listening to the show today. Check us out at our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. And if you want some help from Greg, submit your questions at the bottom of the page or sign up for a 30-minute retirement coaching session with Greg. We'll see you next week.